Atomic Monsoon, everybody. Hi. Hi. How you doing, Stephanie? I'm doing good. It's a cloudy day today. It is kind of a cloudy day out here in usually sunny Phoenix. It's still hot, though. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it went from 110 to like 102, so. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, I want to say thanks to our friends at Def M Records for, thanks, guys. you know, giving us some music that you just heard before we started talking. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you can find more about them at defmrecords.com, D-E-A-F-M-R-E-C-O-R-D-S dot C-O-M. And uh, yeah, support the guys that support us. Do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Stephanie, the last several weeks, we have been doing uh, lists of our favorite movies and anime and stuff. Yes, we have, and it's been fun. It it has been fun, but I also, you know, we're we're not a listicle show. No, uh, we are a pop culture show, and that includes all forms of pop culture uh, yep. that we enjoy. So this week, I wanted to do something very, very different. Okay. And and I wanted to talk about um, one of my favorite comic series, if not my favorite comic series of all time, "Strangers in Paradise" by Terry Moore. Oh. Uh, and so here's the thing is I've read all hundred something issues of Strangers in Paradise uh, a few times, maybe, maybe five or six, um, definitely three, probably four. Um, huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, including last week. I read the entire series all last week. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, man, I really like this, 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 uh, this book, the series. We should talk about it on Atomic Monsoon. I'm not going to ask Stephanie to read a hundred something issues. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could. But... Oh yeah. 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 I mean, the thing is, is that like there, it's a pretty easy read. Um, oh, yeah. It, it gets emotional as you get through it, but it's, it's not the worst. Um, mm -hmm. uh, when we were texting with Josh, unfortunately he's, he's busy helping his family some more this week. So he could not join us, but um he, you know, he was like, yeah, it's a binge-worthy comic, which is, I mean, that's a really good compliment. Yes. Uh, but I thought, you know, hey, let's not overwhelm Stephanie. I don't know, I don't know your comic reading history. I know I've lent you a few things uh, over over the last couple years, um, but I don't know how much you've read outside of, of that. So, I mean, I, I've read, like, a few comics. Uh, I read more manga, which, I mean, technically is the same thing, but just from right. Japan. Yeah. Um, and to give you an idea, my so my reading of uh, manga or comics is faster than my reading of novels. Sure, that makes sense. Because you're not obviously reading all these descriptions. You're not reading paragraph right. after paragraph. You, you get to see the image, and you get to see, you know, things like that. That I, you know, I can, I could knock out if I wanted to, um, like a like one volume of like a manga in like an afternoon sitting if I sure. wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. But so I, you know, and, and that's, that's awesome. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like I think I think everyone should read more comics or manga or or manhwa or whatever whatever country the comics originate from. I think people should read more of them, um, mm-hmm. uh, myself included, <laughs> and I read a lot of comics. Um, uh, but you know, I also don't know like what kinds of comics you read and 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 you know et cetera et cetera. And yeah. um, um, so, Strangers in Paradise is it's a romance comic. Uh, at, at its heart, it is it is a, a love story, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I, again, I didn't want to overwhelm you. I know you you probably could have read the hundred something. It, it's like one hundred and six or one hundred and seven or one hundred and eight, which is why I'm always in specific about it because I don't know uh, off the top of my head exactly how many issues it is. Um, but yeah, like I, I didn't know how you were going to react to it, so I thought, you know what, it was originally printed as a three issue miniseries, so I'll just lend you that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and we can talk about it. Yeah. So, um, I guess I don't know. I I did some research about the the creation of the comic and and where it came from and stuff. Do we want to go over that, or do we want to go right into some opinions, or how do you how do you feel about that? Why don't we go ahead and get a little bit of background for this for for people who don't know what this comic is? Okay. Before okay. we get into our opinions and like the basic overall story. Okay. So Strangers in Paradise is, uh, <laughs> as I mentioned, a hundred something issue series that ran between 1993 and 2006. Um, the first three issues were published by Antarctic Press in '93. Um, it is written and drawn by Terry Moore, who uh, is from. Houston, Texas, I want to say. Okay. Uh, the story takes place in Houston, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's from, at least at some point and currently, he lives in Houston. Um, uh, I've interacted with him on Twitter a little bit. Seems like a very nice guy. Uh, never had the chance to meet him in person, unfortunately. Mm. Um, uh, and, and yeah, so he, he was 37 years old, um, working as a film editor, uh, when he was like, you know, I've been messing around with doing some comics, and and he tried doing some like newspaper style like gag a day strips, um, but both couldn't get any syndications to to pick him up to put him in newspapers, and kind of decided he didn't like it, from what I understand. Hmm. Uh, uh, like it, it was fun, and the art, the, the drawing part was fun, but um, the thing about gag a day comics, and I, I know because I've experimented with them myself it's pretty easy to come up with the first handful, but once you get past like the first dozen, mm-hmm. you really quickly realize like, Oh, I'm not as funny as I thought I was. Uh, or, or like, I just, I don't have the penchant for coming up with jokes very easily. I don't know if that's the case with, uh, with Terry Moore, but that was certainly the case for me when I tried doing it. Um, the few times I've, I, I I've tried several times and I, yeah. And, people don't see them because I, I get through a handful and I'm like, no, I, no, I don't have it. So yeah, that, that really has to, you have to really give credit then to the people who, you know, have the Sunday funnies and everything like that. Cause once a week, you know, they're, they're publishing something new like Garfield and baby blues and all of those guys have been out, been out there forever. Right. And, and they're still making funny little comic strips for the newspapers. Yeah. And a lot of them are daily. They're not even just on Sundays. Like some, Oh yeah. (laughs) Some, uh, some of them are Sunday only. Some of them, the new, a, a a particular newspaper will only run the sunny, the Sunday version. Um, but the comic itself is still a daily comic, meaning Mm -hmm. they're doing seven a week, every week, you know, Garfield's been going since the seventies and it's 2020. So, like, Jim Davis hates Garfield, from what I understand, but, like, he makes so much money off of it that he can't ever stop doing it. Ugh. So, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh. Ah, ooh. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so so from what I understand, Terry Moore tried doing uh, some some gag a day, you know, newspaper strip comics. Didn't really work out for him. And and at thirty seven, he was like, well, I'm a film editor. You know, I got a couple kids. I'm married. Like, if I'm gonna do comics, I have to do it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, which you know, being thirty seven myself right now, like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a pretty good wake up call. Um, uh, not necessarily for comics, but like I, you know, I, I I'm lucky. I, I get to be a graphic designer. I get to make art, you know, mm-hmm. for a living. Time, so that's great. Um, but it's also great that I found it earlier in life. Um, but yeah, yeah. So so he, you know, looked at what was going on in comics and decided to do something completely different, and uh, wrote a story about, uh, as he described it early on, two women and the guy that gets to know them. Um, okay. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, like I said, he, he originally published through Antarctic Press, um, which is a small, like very small, uh, like publishing company. I think a lot of their stuff is creator owned. I don't know that all of it is. Some of it may be owned by Antarctic Press. Um, I need to look into that company more specifically, admittedly. Um, and then after the three issue series did well, he started publishing it himself through his own company, Abstract Studio, which he founded basically to create, to publish Strangers in Paradise on his own. That's fantastic. Yeah. And so um, almost every issue, almost every single one of those issues was written and drawn by Terry Moore and published by his wife, Robin. Um, All right. There were a few issues at one point where uh, uh, comics legend Jim Lee came in and did some artwork um, just just to have some fun. And, and there were like eight or nine issues that were published uh, by Jim Lee under his Wildstorm imprint um, through Image Comics in 96, I want to say, 1996. Mm-hmm. Um, but after, after a few issues, they decided that it, the partnership didn't work out as well as they had hoped or whatever. As far as I know, everything was amicable. Uh, and Terry Moore went back to self-publishing, yeah. um, which he continues to do to this day. Uh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And every comic he's created is now crossed over and is um they're all doing a big thing called five years where it's all the characters from all the comics that he's created are all like interacting with each other to hmm. stop the end of the world. Uh <laughs> Love it. Love yeah. It. Yeah. Uh anyway, so I just rambled for about eight minutes about about all that. So <laughs> um <sighs> All right, Steph. So, so I have not talked to you really since last week when nope. we decided to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, how how did you feel about reading *Strangers in Paradise*? So, admittedly, and this is just my own procrastinating mindset. Um, you sent me the link and everything, and it sat on my computer, waiting, and waiting, and waiting <laughs> for me to finally open my computer to read it. And it wasn't because like, oh, I, it's like oh, I look, I looked at it and go, I'll read it later. It was literally like I just had other stuff going on. Sure. Uh, you know, there was work and there was other things happening and, right. you know, stuff like that. Uh, other reading things that I was doing. Um, and finally, I was like, all right, I clicked it, uh, sat down and I just started to read it. At first, I was reading the page and I stopped and I went, this is not a manga. Read it correctly. And then I had to <laughs> reread it. Like, it was like the first two, like two panels. And I was looking at it and I'm just like. This is confused. Oh, that's why I'm reading it the wrong way. Oh, that's 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 right. Yeah, because so that so yeah, a couple things here. One, it is a black and white comic. It uh, is. 
which which I, I always forget to mention to people because to me it's not a big deal. I've read so many black and white comics that it's just, oh, this one doesn't have color. Who cares? Most manga uh, is black and white. So, most manga yeah. is black and white because they want to print it cheaply and quickly. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so that is a that is a good... And I've read so much manga, again, that like black and white doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, that's funny that, that you saw black and white and immediately went to manga and started reading panels right to left rather than left, left to right. right. Yeah. Well, actually, it was less because of the black and white. The black and white didn't bother me. I saw the black and white, and you know, my my thought in my head was like, okay, I read a lot of manga that's black and white. But at the same time, a lot of the comics that have been made and created in America usually they are colored, or there's usually right. like a page or two that is colored, and then the rest are black and white to kind of provide emphasis of like this is what they look like with color. Now that you see that, here we go. Let's just go with non-color for the rest of it, type of thing. Right. Whatever's easiest. But no, it was just I literally read. Uh, the latest chapter of Fairy Tale 100 Year Quest, like an hour or so before I picked this up. <laughs> so I had re- I was reading okay. it the other way just because that's what I had been reading beforehand. So that it's really makes, funny. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but anyway, so I started so I started reading it, and uh, at first I was like, okay, where is this going? We have a high school play. What's happening? Oh, and oh, oh, this poor girl. Oh, oh that's right. oh, that's a nightmare. <laughs> We should mention, now that we're several minutes into this, um, uh, this comic is intended for, I don't want to say mature readers, like there's not, there's not really nudity or sex. I think there are some nipples later in the series when you get into it, but like, uh, it's, it's, I would say 13 and up, right? Like PG-13 comic pg so uh we probably will mention some things that maybe are not necessarily the most appropriate for younger readers um there's no f-bombs in the comic as far as i remember uh so we'll try and keep our our uh our language clean but for example yeah as as stephanie was mentioning um there's a high school play and Francine Peters, one of the main characters uh accidentally gets her toga ripped off and she's ending she ends up standing topless in front of the audience so that's yeah. how the that's how the comic starts. So, yeah. uh, hey, parents, if you're listening with your kids, um, <laughs> I think from here you can decide whether or not your kids are responsible and mature enough to deal with this kind of story. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. So like it was it was interesting, and I first saw that, and they were they they had the whole play going, the Strangers in Paradise play. Um, and Francine's there getting ready to go on. And then there's her friend. Um, okay, I know it's is it Katina, I know it's Katina. Like, her full name is Katina. Um, yeah, Katina Chuvansky. Chuvansky, but she which, goes by Kachu? Right, yes. Okay, I just want to make sure I said it, that right. It's, yeah, it's, it's the cat from Katina and the Chu from Chuvansky. So it's Kachu. Kachu. Yeah. Okay. So her name is a contraction. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's... It, it's funny is that they make a joke later in the comic when I was reading it um, that, you know, the, I think it's when she gets arrested, uh-huh. uh, which, you know, we'll get to obviously that point later. But in uh, the cop calls her sneezy in the back of my head, all I could think about was the scene from Robin Hood Mid and Tights, <laughs> which is where like, I choose, yeah. bless you. Yep. No, I choose my name, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, like when I first started reading it, I was like, OK, I don't really I'm going into this completely blind. I don't really know what yes. this is about. Yes, and then and then I didn't quite grasp immediately that there was a time jump. Sure. Right. Yep. And that this was okay. That was their high school days, and then this is now the present day. Until I think, I think a little bit later when we finally see Freddie Francine's ex. Yes. Um, 
because I know she breaks up with him in that first comic. Uh, but after that, then it's like, okay, okay, now all the pieces are coming together really, really nicely. And, you know, for a first, you know, three, you know, first three volumes or chapters or yeah, whatever. It's, it was first three, um, just like regular periodical comics. Okay. Put in one book. Okay. So, yeah. But for the first three, it was, you know, it's definitely an interesting story. And I could see where a lot of people could relate to that. Yes. Yeah. Where they could re- relate to the violent friend who will do anything to protect uh, protect them, but at the same time is probably the one that would always end up in prison for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but also, you know, Francine, the girl who's, you know, looking for love and finding Mr. Right. And it's like, I know a lot of people who are looking for Mr. Right or Mrs. Right or... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Mrs. Right, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So... It's it's just it's really interesting. Like it's only like I mean yeah it's only three so far, but right I can definitely see what Josh is getting at by saying it's definitely binge worthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean we haven't dived in further to what happens after that obviously because I've only read the first three. Right. But what I've read so far is like you know if this were an actual television series and I was watching it one day I would be invested and I would want to learn more. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> no, like, I'm glad that, you know, I handed you this, this comic that I've, you know, I've been a fan of for, for almost 20 years. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, just, I, and I intentionally sent you in blind because I was like, you know, and I know I told you it's one of my favorites, but otherwise yeah. I was like, Hey, like, let's, let's just see, let's give you as much, um, you know, just yeah. hey, picked up a random thing as possible. So, yeah, and I mean, I'm doing the same thing right now, oddly enough, with a friend of mine, like I was, uh, we were, we were doing some writing, just to tell a quick story, we were doing some writing uh, a couple weekends ago, and I made a, and he asked a question that was involving an idea we had for a script, and I said, you know what you need to do, you need to read this book, and I told him about my favorite book in the whole world, and like, you need to read this, this will answer all your questions, so now I've been like receiving messages from him, updating me on him reading the book, going, Oh my God, this book is an, Oh my God, this book. Oh my God, this book. <laughs> Excellent. I would have given him my physical copy, but I loaned it to another friend of mine. So <laughs> because he started reading it, I was like, okay, I need to kind of follow along. And so I've been listening to the audiobook on YouTube. <laughs> oh, cool. Cool. So, but yeah. yeah, but I totally yeah. get your point, Andy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, I don't know, I guess, <laughs> how do how do we transition from here? Hey, you read it. You liked it. I liked it. It's one of my favorites. We got a half hour left. The end. Um, <laughs> the end. Yep, that's it. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. No. Um, so I guess I'll go into some of the things that I like about it. Okay. Um, uh, you know, so when this book came out in 93, I did not pick it up right away. Um, mm-hmm. That was that was me reading X-Men and Spider-Man uh, very much. Um, I found it, I like, I found out about it in Wizard Magazine. Um, Wizard, the Guide to Comics, was the mainstream comic publication magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there were there were other comic magazines in the '90s for sure, but Wizard was like the cool kid, like it was the popular mm-hmm. uh, comic magazine. And they, you know, over the span of like two years, they probably did like four or five articles about Strangers in Paradise and and where it was going and when what was going on with it, um, which to me says somebody at the magazine really liked it because mm-hmm. uh, they didn't cover like any other independent comic the same way they covered SIP. So, um, <laughs> so that was awesome, you know? Uh, and yeah, it was, it was a few years later. I was, I was at, um, 
I think it was Atomic Comics. I think when the Atomic Comics uh, stores were still open here in Phoenix in the early 2000s, I, I ran across a couple of the trade paperbacks and I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to read this. I'm just going to buy all three of these right now. And I bought mm-hmm. the first three and, and sat down and read them all three in one evening. And I was like, this is friggin' great. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, ended up going back and eventually buying all of the, the whole series in, in graphic novel format. And it was great because I, I, when I was buying it, the last couple hadn't come out yet. Oh. So I actually got to finish the series with everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then uh, like buy the last, like, so I, I did have the last few issues in issue form. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have sold those since because I was like, well, I don't, I don't want to go back and collect all, <laughs> all of it. Yeah. So I, I did end up getting the whole graphic novel collection, and then I, I sold some of those, and I bought the what 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 are called the pocket books. So it's the whole thing condensed into six volumes, mm-hmm. uh, rather than the like nineteen otherwise. Um, and since then, uh, I haven't bought it, but there's the omnibus collection, which is the whole thing in two huge books. Wow. Yeah, it's two twelve hundred page books, um, to to for the whole series, and it's like a hundred and like a hundred bucks, 150 bucks, something like that. So yeah. uh, it's the most economical way to get the whole series at once, but also it's two big, heavy books. Um, As someone who has several huge, heavy books that consist about that many pages, except without pictures. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, and then the whole series went on, uh, went digital in like 2016, 2017, 2018 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I rebought the whole thing digitally. So I've, I've actually paid for this comic quite a few times. Uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah. So um, I, I really like Terry Moore's art. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I will try to keep my comments just to the first three issues here. But obviously, like I said before, I've read the whole thing a few times. So um yeah, I, I will try. <laughs> um, it definitely evolves and gets better as the series goes on. Yeah. Which is good. Um, these first three issues are the first three full comics he ever published. So, like, this is it. This is the beginning. And he started... Like, these first three issues are so much better than most people's, like, hundredth comics. Like, he... That's saying something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, Terry Moore is also self-taught. Like, he he did take... Uh, a couple of classes about how to draw with a Disney animator at one point, but I did not go to art school. Like he just figured out how to draw, hmm. which is even more impressive. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I like that the characters don't look like comic book characters. No, I, even I agreed. To, like even I noticed that when I was looking at the comic. Like at first, I was like, "This has a bit of an Archie look to it," and then as like certain panels came by, I'm like. Now it doesn't. Now it has like a different look to it. I don't know what this look is. Yeah, <laughs> I can't put yeah. words to describe it. It, you know, it's it's more of just a traditional illustration style more yeah. than. Um, he does, yeah. He he definitely does go into some very cartoony, um, like Archie style faces, uh, mm-hmm. especially like he does a really good job of morphing faces to fit the tone of the moment. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you get Francine and Kachu joking around laughing, they look more cartoony. But when they're being sad and somber, they look more um, almost like like Renaissance paintings. Yeah. Right. Like still illustrated, still kind of Saturday morning cartoony, but like in a in a 
more serious, illustrative, realistic way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we haven't mentioned David at all. We have not mentioned David. <laughs> I like David from what little I've seen of him so far. I like David. Yeah. Yeah. So we're introduced to David. Uh, uh, Kachu goes to um, a museum mm-hmm. and she's looking at a statue. Uh, and I don't recognize the statue immediately, but it it is, you know, it's a it's a man holding a falling woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, she puts what I'm pretty sure is a used tampon in yep. the man's outstretched hand. Yep. And David walks over and sees it and, you know, straight up says to her, like, interesting commentary you made back there. And her response is, ugh, sexist crap. <laughs> <laughs> what I got was interesting about that, and I and this is this is one of the most shocking things I had when I first saw him was the fact that he picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like most men, like, and this is not including you. Like, I, this, this, most men that I have I had, had conversations with, normally they don't like to talk about women's time of the month. <laughs> Right. In any way, shape, or form. Never mind sanitary products or anything. Right. Exactly. And this guy doesn't even know her. It's just like, huh, just holding it up. And I'm just like, dude, go wash your hands. (laughs) 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 That's just my response to that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's a reasonable response. Go wash your hands. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Fortunately, they they go out in the rain. So, you know, that's that's some, some cleaning, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, did he leave it there or did he throw it away? We don't know. Okay. <laughs> like, so I'm, I, I actually, I have it pulled up on my screen right now. Like, he picks it up and the next panel, they're in another room and he's going over and talking to her. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know what happens to the sanitary product that she left on the statue. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, like, in the few panels that we met David, like, even when I was just reading, like, when we, just meeting him and the fact that, um, so, Andy, have you ever seen the show iCarly? Uh, I, I want to say I've tried watching an episode, but it wasn't for me, but I'm not, I'm aware of the show, I'm not familiar with it. Okay. So there are, there are two characters in the show, Carly and Sam. Okay. Uh, Kachu is very much what I would imagine Sam to look like as an adult. Okay. Um, you know, the blonde who doesn't give a crap, who kind of is a strong, independent woman who will do her own thing type of thing. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, you know, no, be the one no who's kind spoke- of. No yeah. kind of. Kachu is the strong, independent female character that oh, will yes. just go do her own thing, yes. consequences be damned. Yes. Yes. And that's very much Sam's character in iCarly. Um, okay. But, no, but when... Uh, <laughs> so it, it's just it, it, the dynamic between the two girls it just kind of reminded me of that but it, in that moment when they're out in the rain and the, she's just kind of telling him you know to she says piss off right much. like you know leave right. me alone like don't bother me type of thing and he's just like <laughs> I, he somehow broke through her barrier and was just like yo want to grab coffee yeah well so and it's i think it's the line the uh you know, he says, well, do you mean the sculpture says I should piss off or are you telling me to piss off? Yeah. And, you know, she's like, what difference? And he's like, well, it makes a difference. I mean, do I ever have a hope of getting a cup of coffee with your or is, do I give all up? Do I give up all hope of ever having a cup of coffee with a statue or you? And yeah. she smirks. And the next time we see them, they're having coffee. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 
so yeah, uh, the <clears throat> the the way that uh, Wizard Magazine described Strangers in Paradise is um, David loves Kachu, Kachu loves Francine, and Francine loves the idea of getting married, having kids, and living in a house with a white picket fence. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> did you not, I, I, did no, you no, not I, get all that? No, no, no. I, I got all that. It's just, it's very interesting. Um, I, I caught the David Loves Kachu part, mm-hmm. or that he's at least interested in her. Yeah. Um, I, defi- I definitely caught, especially after that, uh, the makeout scene between Francine and Kachu that happens in, like, the first oh. comic. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, that there is something there on Kachu's side uh, mm-hmm. toward Francine. And I definitely saw the White Picket Fence uh, idea, but I think because in the first three comments, it's literally her getting over Freddy and all the things that happened with that. Yes. It hasn't yeah. been painted completely in yet, that that's what she's looking for, that that's what she wants, but it definitely is obvious that she is looking for Mr. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um... <laughs> Yeah, and and I don't know. I, I, these first three issues are a good introduction to the characters. Um, mm-hmm. I think the next, the next like twelve or thirteen issues are really where you get what Strangers in Paradise is about. Um, it picks up like six months later, nine months later, something like that. Um, Kachu has returned from disappearing for a couple months, and it turns out she was visiting a friend in Canada who is dying of AIDS. Oh, jeez! In a comic that came out in nineteen ninety four. Wow. Uh, so, so yeah, let's let's actually talk about about that a little bit, right? This comic came out in 1993. One of the lead characters is like queer as hell. Oh yeah. <laughs> like. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you're saying right? this takes place in Houston, Texas. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's even yeah. bigger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like like it's. I don't know that I'm necessarily the right person to to describe when something is or is not feminist um, without authorial, without absolutely knowing authorial intent. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Terry Moore was trying to make a feminist comic, but I feel like this would qualify as one, mm-hmm. especially given the time that it came out. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, uh, and it was, it was so different and, and so refreshing, like, not even from when it came out, but even when I was reading it. Like, it was nothing else I was reading, nothing else I'd ever experienced was like Strangers in Paradise. Yeah. Um, it really, really kind of stood on its own. Like, as I've, you know, read more and stuff, like, there, there's definitely some manga that is closer to this, like, more slice life kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, although, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about, uh, I don't know, do we want to talk about Kachu getting arrested there? Sure, we can talk about Kachu. Because that's, that's a great way to get arrested, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, leading up to it, uh, Francine, Francine and her boyfriend, Freddie, have been dating for a year. Um, Francine waited to sleep with Freddie until their one-year anniversary, but didn't tell him that. She just told him they were waiting. She was waiting until it was the right time. Um, and, and I, as, as a female here... Yeah. Uh, I totally get Francine, um, you know, wanting to wait and things like that because, you know, it, it sounds like based off what she was describing, she had past traumas where she would go in, she would make, she would rush things too fast. And then, mis- and then that guy would walk out on her. 
Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. And they, the more detail has gone into later, but very much, you know, Francine would get a boyfriend, sleep with him. And then once he, uh, and it disgusts me to say it this way, but once he got what he wanted, mm-hmm. he, he would leave. Oh yeah. No. And so, um, once, yeah. So, so Freddie was supposed to be different, right? Her, her idea going in with Freddie was, well, if I make him wait, then he won't leave. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, <laughs> unfortunately she made him wait a little bit too long and he ended up, um, sleeping with his, was, was it his secretary or, uh, no, his secretary got fired. That's right. That's right. Yeah. This is like uh, some random business woman person. Right. Yeah. And Francine walks in, uh, with a trench coat and just some lingerie, uh, ready, ready to give it up on their anniversary. And, Freddie's already busy with someone else. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. And they... <laughs> she she chases him out to the park, right? Is that is that the same? No. no. Uh, it, it's, it's, it seems like it's like the next day or like something right. like that. He calls her and he said, I have it pulled up here. He's calling her and saying like, hey, let's have some lunch. Let's meet in the park type of thing. And then we can talk all this out. And she tries to have sex with him in the park. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she strips down and tries to to get with him, mm-hmm. and um, it doesn't end well for her. <laughs> doesn't end well. No, no. And then Kachu uh, sees what happened to Francine, and she drove home in an emotional mess and practically crashed into their house. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> And yeah, so so Kachu sees that, hears uh, Francine say that it was Freddy, so she hunts Freddy down and hangs him up, painted like a clown, uh, in the window of a department store. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is he? He is naked. He is yep. he's naked with some clown makeup. Yep. Uh, yep. 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 And they're very <laughs> startled and or amused and or disturbed and or other emotioned passerbys that are looking at him. <laughs> yeah. People who are trying to look away, people who are laughing, people who are uh, looking at the magnifying glass conveniently placed over his uh, groinal area. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. And the third issue. Oh, go ahead. But to be fair, though, like before all that happened, she threatened to like castrate him. Yes. Yes. Which she did not do. No. <laughs> but, but it definitely scared him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the third issue, Katina uh, gets arrested. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, oh, how do we, how do we want to describe this? <laughs> um, Very delicately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the prison guard tries mm-hmm. to take advantage of her mm-hmm. and she, she resists. Can... <laughs> we, we don't know what happened exactly, but no. it's, it's the end of one page as he's holding her by the hair, uh, uh, making some very inappropriate comments at her. Mm-hmm. And next time we see her, um, one of the other police officers and da- like it's letting David in, uh, to let her free. Cause David's paid her bail. Mm-hmm. And Kachu, who, by the way, is described as being like five foot two and like barely a hundred pounds, uh, has oh. this has this three hundred pound man on the ground on his stomach and is fish hooking both of his nostrils. <laughs> yep. And he's screaming bloody murder. Yep. 
Yep. And she just full on owns him in that moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> and, and and I apologize for laughing. I know, I know like the no. situation itself is actually not supposed to be funny, but right. it makes me it makes me laugh because of the fact that she she wasn't she wasn't a vulnerable situation. Um, that is a difficult one to discuss for many people, but. The fact that the next time we see her, we hear the scream of bloody murder. We think, "Oh God, something horrible has happened to her," and we see the poor man is right been been beaten to a pulp by this just girl, <laughs> little, tiny, little tiny girl. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing: is that it 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 is a very serious situation, but yes. the absurdity of the reversal of it is yes. what makes it funny. Yes. So yeah, um, yeah. And then at the end, Francine breaks up with Freddie, and mm-hmm. and. Uh, straight up tells him, hey, you know, I I was waiting, and the thing that I was waiting for was our one-year anniversary, which is the day you walked out on me. Yep. And he's left sitting in his office chair, just very depressed. Um, and She also threatened to blackmail him if he didn't drop the charges against Kachu. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, because he's a, he's a lawyer, and... Um, Apparently was taking some some under the table deals or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And then at the end, Kachu and Francine and David all have dinner and toast each other, and it's a nice happy ending. It is a nice happy ending. So, yeah. <sighs> I don't know what to say next. <laughs> I don't know. I'll I'll say something then. Okay. Um, yeah, no, like this, this comic is very interesting because mm-hmm. I think you told me like the year it came out because it came out during the nineties and, uh, as someone who was born in the nineties, but mainly grew up in the two thousands, you know, w- reading this comic is very, very interesting because based off all of the other forms of media and TV shows and, uh, other things that I have seen where a lot of these elements and things have happened where you do see the girl who is incredibly strong and badass and you don't really want to mess with her uh, who kind of just ones up a guy who's definitely twice her size. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen that in number in numerous cases, oddly enough, including iCarly uh, where, where <laughs> Sam actually took down us like a six foot five like girl who was probably like some basketball player or female wrestler or whatever. And she takes her down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the middle of a smoothie shop. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's fantastic. It's great. Um, but there, but it's just, it's so interesting to see like the parallels that I, with other forms of media and things that I have encountered, but also just seeing how this was a slice of life in a time where, some of these things were happening and some of these things were not talked about and oh, none of these things were talked about. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so in 1993 I was uh, 10 or 11, depending on what time of year it was. Cause my birthday is in the middle of the year. Mm-hmm. And um, like, I knew what gay people were. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but I didn't know. I didn't like know that it was a thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I mean, and that sounds, that sounds stupid, but like, you know, think about when you were 10, right? And, and versus like, and what you knew about, about just sexuality in general, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you think about how, how much is just at the forefront of media now, mm-hmm. right? In 93, like, 
there were no gay characters on television. Yeah. You know, and if there were, I, I certainly wasn't aware of them. Or it yeah. was like, it was the one friend that showed up on that one episode. episode. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like none of the main cast characters were were not heterosexual. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and so th- this, is, this is actually one of the things, one of the great things about uh, independent comics, independent productions in general, is, you know, this, is, this was just Terry Moore telling a story, right? Yeah. One guy writing and drawing a thing and, and getting a small press publisher to put it out for him. And it wasn't for another decade that stuff like this started showing up in more mm-hmm. mainstream forms of entertainment. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, like, so for me, I mean, I've watched, you know, way too much, like, way too much television in my life. I've watched a lot of movies. I've read a lot of books, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I have probably encountered characters when I was younger, but didn't realize till I rewatched it later. Sure. That were definitely, you know, either gay or bi or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it honestly wasn't until I was in junior high and I was reading the mortal instrument series by Cassandra Clare, which is uh, one of my favorite all time book series. Okay. I own every single one of them that she has written about that universe of shadow hunters. Uh, I'm not kidding. Like there's like just all of them are out in my living room right now. Um, (laughs) But in the third book, there are these two characters, Magnus and Alec. Uh, Magnus is a warlock. Alec is, you know, like a 19 year old kid. Um, and they have fallen in love with each other Yeah, and they share a kiss in the third book in front of everybody. And as you know, a junior high kid, that was my first truly, like I remember in the back of my head experience where I witnessed, uh, the same sex do anything together. Like in the sense of Mm -hmm. like kissing, hugging, okay. Intercourse, anything like that. And that was just a kiss and a hug. And I was just like, my jaw was on the floor. The book was like in my hands and I was like, Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Mean, I didn't I didn't know how to respond. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to go, if I should go run and tell my friends. I just sat there shocked. And every time now that I've gone back and read the book or even watched the um the series, the Shadowhunter series that was on Freeform, you know, every time I see those two characters, I'm rooting for them more than the main couple sometimes. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know, it's it's <sighs> so I think that this this goes to show that like it's anything any sort of of change that you want in an entertainment you know any more representation you want someone's doing it mm-hmm. right uh someone is doing it somewhere yep um it may be a small independent black and white comic being published by some some publisher you've never heard of yep. uh it may be some web comic that you've never seen before it may be some youtube series that no one has shared the link to but mm-hmm. someone's probably doing the thing the type of representation that you want mm-hmm. and the more popular and the more support that these smaller independent things get yes. the more likely you are to see this stuff happening in more mainstream forms of entertainment yes for sure uh and I kind of feel like that's a good place to end. <laughs> I kind of feel like it too, but how much time do we have left? Uh, like eight minutes. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So I don't know. Um, I, I feel like most of this episode is just me kind of gushing over this comic series that I love. Um, try, I'm trying to portray actual information about it as well, but yeah. uh, clearly I'm very biased. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, as, as someone who has just been recently introduced to it, and this is for anyone else who's listening that has maybe been intrigued about this series or has not looked into it, mm-hmm. I highly recommend this series. I Excellent. mean, I'm new to this. I kind of want to read more. Okay. 
Um, which now I'm going to get like an email from Andy with like 50 more volumes. But uh... <laughs> I mean, I'll be reasonable about it, but yeah. Okay. So two a day, but anyway, uh, <laughs> but, but still though, it, it's the thing where I do want to actually look more into it and just read it because it, it is a nice slice of life thing that to look into and, and to read. And if you are looking for a form of escape and, you know, just things you want to, to read and look into, if you want to just escape life or work or, stress or whatever this is a great series i think mm-hmm. at least just based off the first three like parts first three issues yeah the first mm-hmm. three issues um and here's my thing for me depending on what i read and i specifically say read i don't say watch depending on what i read if it doesn't pick up immediately i normally don't continue to read it yeah okay that's um, fair um i say that because you know uh, go back, I'm going to reference the Mortal Instruments here again. Uh, it, it, you know, when I first read the first couple chapters, I'm like, okay, this is neat, this is cute, but I'm going to give it till, you know, I'm going to give it to at least chapter, usually I give it like to chapter six or chapter 10, depending on, you know, how short the chapters are. Uh, and, and I think by chapter like four or five, suddenly, actually, in chapter four or five, like in like the second, like the first or second chapter, like a demon just gets like beheaded in the middle of a, in the middle of like a, of a, uh, of a club. And I'm just sitting here going like, this is the beginning of the book. What am I reading? And this is amazing. And then now I'm completely hooked on that series. So, you know, as, but there are other books that I have read that I've tried to get into that are even hell, even star Wars books that I've read that, you know, they still haven't even picked up and I'm maybe more than halfway through the book now and it's just taking me forever to get through them. Yeah. And it's because they're not focusing on the action or the adventure or maybe even the the character development. They're focusing on one particular thing and it was not the thing I was expecting with the book. And so now I'm like, okay, I need to finish this. I need to read this just because it is Star Wars and I want to learn more. But there are times though where I just don't finish it. An example is actually the Twilight, the first Twilight book. I've never even finished it. I could not finish that book because it just did not. <laughs> yeah. Nothing happened. I was just like looking at it and I'm like, this is, this is boring. I put it down. So. There you go. Yeah. I saw the movies though, but I just put the book down. <laughs> but, but you read all the strangers in paradise. I did. Or at least did. all of, all of volume one, but yeah. All of volume one. Yeah. And I'm, and I would be willing to read more. Yeah. Awesome. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, so guys, if you are interested in, in if you've made it this far into the episode, I'm going to guess that you're probably kind of interested in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing. You can go to comicsology.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, comicsology is the, the world's largest distributor of digital comics. Um, you can buy, you just search for Strangers in Paradise and it'll come up. You'll get, you, you can buy single issues, you can buy the graphic novels, um, however you want to do it. Um, you can go to Amazon and you can order the graphic novels or the omnibus edition. Um, sometimes they go on sale there, but otherwise not. And that's how you get the, that would be probably the easiest way um, to get the print copies. I am a big fan of supporting comic book stores, especially mm-hmm. right now, since a lot of them are really struggling with the mm-hmm. COVID-19 pandemic. Um, a lot of them, it's it's not safe for the shop owners to open the store, um, but a lot are doing mail order and they're doing curbside delivery and some are mm-hmm. even doing home delivery. So um, you can call one comic book or you can go to uh, comicshoplocator.com and find a comic shop in your area. Um, give them a call, ask if they have strangers in paradise or if they can order it for you. Um, 
and and support you know your small local business and a small independent uh, creator because um, listen this is Terry Moore's life the guy makes mm-hmm. independent comics and that's how he supports himself and his family right now mm-hmm. um, so any any extra sales would be great um, again the fastest way to get it you can just go to Comicsology you can just buy it right now like and you could have bought it in the amount of time it from the first time it, I mentioned Comicsology to now you could have bought it wow um, yeah yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, in, and Comixology is owned by Amazon. So, if you have an Amazon account, which let's face it, you probably do, you can just use all your uh, Amazon login stuff and and the credit cards you already have on file with them. So, it's super fast and super easy. Um, yeah. So, just you know, hey, if this is something that you're interested in checking out, I I think you should. Uh, yes. First volumes like ten bucks. Right. Like it's not a huge investment to just try it. And if you like it, you can get the rest. And if you don't like it, hey, it was ten dollars. And I understand that not a lot of people have an extra ten dollars right now. But if you do, if you are someone that has it, hey, it's only ten bucks. Only ten bucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have any any last thoughts there, Steph? Um, not really. No, I don't I don't have uh, any other last thoughts. But <laughs> what I will say is that if you guys if you guys liked us talking about Strangers in Paradise and if there are other maybe graphic novel series or even just like maybe actual uh, books or novels, because I know we don't really talk a whole lot about like graphic novels or novels on this series. We talk more about like video games and comics and movies and TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you guys have one that you want us to talk about that maybe we have looked into uh, that won't take us forever to read because there's like 17 <laughs> books of them, uh, right. <laughs> we, might, we might be willing to check out, at least I might be willing to check out um yeah but just let us know guys like what do you guys thought about strangers in paradise if you have read it if you haven't read it and do it all on our social media where can they find our social media andy hey you can find us at atomic monsoon on twitter and facebook you can find us at atomic underscore monsoon on instagram um you can email us atomic monsoon at gmail.com and uh you know something that uh, that i keep meaning to say and I, i keep forgetting to is if you do like what we're doing, uh, go to your, your podcast aggregator, whatever your podcast app is, and uh, subscribe to us. You know, let, like, like just hit the subscribe button. Make sure that you don't miss an episode. Um, the thing that helps us the most is uh, downloads and positive reviews. So mm-hmm. whatever, whatever uh, podcast thing you're using, um, you know, five-star review would be great. A, rate, a, little, a little tiny review would be great. Um, just something to help more people find us. Uh, and, and I, I'm just going to say it straight up. Like the more people that listen to us, the better chance we have of getting some advertisers so that we can make some money doing this. And, uh, I, you know, that would help support us. Mm-hmm. So that would be, you know, if, if you like what we're doing, please help us do it more. <laughs> yes. We, 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 like what we're doing too. But yeah. You like what we're doing. Cause we want to keep doing it for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, strange, like I said, Strangers in Paradise is one of my favorite things. So I was like, hey, we should talk about this. And mm-hmm. uh, and we did. And so if there's uh, one of your favorite comics that you want us to talk about, let us know. I'm always looking for new stuff. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give volume one of basically anything a shot. Um, and if you guys start recommending things that I already own, then uh, even better. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I own a lot of comics. He does. Uh, he does uh, a lot of comics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so anything that we can that we can read, uh, you know, maybe up to about ten issues of ten or twelve issues. Um, you know, something I can I can lend Stephanie pretty easily. Like, let us know. Uh yeah. or something Stephanie can get a hold of pretty easily, you know. Like yeah. if you're like, hey, you should read like, you know, Flex Mentallo or Old Miracle Man. It's like, yeah, those things aren't in print right now. Uh so like that's gonna be a little bit harder to get. But if you're like, hey, I think you should read uh I don't know, this one random volume of Spider Man. 
right? Like, yeah, sure. I'll talk about some Spider-Man. You know, I'm down to talk some Spider-Man too. Yeah, yeah. Or or so. Batman or whomever, right? Whoever, so. whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, let us know. Hit us up on the social medias or or email us atomicmonsoon at gmail dot com. Um, yeah, and and um, support people. <laughs> support people who make things you like. Support your local businesses. Support your friends. Support your family. Support yourself. Be a good person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Support people you like, but also be responsible to yourself. If you can't afford it, I understand, right? Yes. Like that that makes sense. But if you can, if you can drop like ten bucks or whatever. Uh, give it a shot. Yep. So, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, I think that's I think that's going to do it. I think we're done. I think that is. I think yeah. it is. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, now I want liver and a milkshake. Please or don't a, put them together though. <laughs> not, a, not a liver milkshake. <laughs> oh god, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think even Hawkeye Pierce would vomit at that idea. <laughs> 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 Oh, a chocolate milkshake, like, or actually maybe a Dr. Pepper shake from what from Whataburger instead. Well, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Pepper milkshakes are pretty good, actually. They are. They uh, are. Is it? One of my friends. Uh, oh, my friends, the sisters that don't do anything on YouTube. One of them mm-hmm. actually recommended to me uh, mixing Dr. Pepper and cream soda. So uh, next next time I go to the grocery store to buy some soda, I'm going to have to get the two of those and, and try combining them and see how it goes. I mean, I always recommend doing Dr. Pepper floats. Take, yeah. uh, the things I always say, take your favorite flavor of ice cream, because I use chocolate, but I have had it with vanilla, but chocolate ice cream and Dr. Pepper and a Dr. Pepper float, and it's delicious. Mm. You know what else is surprisingly good is Sprite and whipped cream. Oh, really? I can believe that. <laughs> I just tried to be doofy one day, and it actually was pretty good, so... So it's All a right. lot of sugar and no caffeine. So, you know, depending on how you feel about that. Anyways, we've gone way off topic. Hey, guys, have a great night. Have a great week. Uh, be safe out there. <laughs>